For March 6th, this is the Weekly Rundown. Today, stimulus passes the Senate, India slides towards authoritarianism, grandma knockout, the February jobs report, and the book Show Your Work. But first, we were on a morning Zoom call, and as usual, most of our colleagues had their cameras off, but one guy forgot, and clearly was still in bed. None of us said anything, but we do kind of feel bad about it. So do us a solid, and let us know if this newsletter is the equivalent of zooming in in our PJs. Email us your suggestions and feedback at the weekly rundown at substack.com. Big idea. Show me the money. Senate Dems passed the latest $1.9 trillion stimulus bill yesterday, which now goes to the House for its expected approval. It extends the $300 unemployment benefit to September, sends $1,400 checks to those earning less than $75,000 a year, expands the child tax credit to $3,000, eliminates taxes on any student loans Joe decides to forgive in the future, sends $350 billion to state and local governments, grants $130 billion to schools, and funds vaccine distribution efforts. Notably, it does not include the $15 minimum wage hike we discussed in last week's issue. With eight Senate Democrats voting against the amendment, once again lending credence to the idea that Dems probably should have had a better plan to fulfill that campaign promise. Progress on the vote was stalled for nine hours as Joe Manchin, the most conservative Dem in the Senate, aka the mean girl, demanded and received substantial reductions in stimulus checks and unemployment benefits, demonstrating the power that every single senator has in a 50-50 split Senate. Manchin was only convinced to vote for the bill after a personal call from Joe. Because of Manchin's shenanigans, about 12 million fewer adults in 4.6 million fewer children will be eligible for stimulus checks compared to the December stimulus stimulus bill that was signed by he who must not be named, or Donald. Progressives are calling this move an own goal as it is the most popular element of the stimulus bill and is most tangibly felt by everyday Americans. Story to watch. India slide towards authoritarianism. Freedom House has downgraded the status of India from free in 2019 to only partly free in 2020, reflecting Prime Minister Modi's increasingly authoritarian rule. Modi has been in power since 2014, and his right-wing Hindu nationalist party is using the tools of government to cement its control. Two American companies have been dragged into Modi's antics. Twitter was recently forced to block activists on its platform, supporting nationwide farmer protests against Modi, after the government threatened to arrest Indian Twitter employees. Last week, India also published new rules social social media companies must follow in order to operate in the country, including requiring some posts to be removed within 24 hours of publication, if requested by regulators. Amazon was also pushed into apologizing for a movie published on its Prime Video service, 
which, quote, allegedly offended Hindus after its top movie executive in the country was hauled in for questioning by the local police. These are all distressing developments in the world's largest democracy, especially given that there is no real organized opposition to Modi's party. As we have seen in other nations recently, power-hungry leaders often begin their tyranny by controlling the flow of information through society. And that is what is happening in India now. This week's image is Grandma Knockout, a 75-year-old grandma with Parkinson's boxes three times a week. Better hope you don't get on her bad side. To view this image, subscribe to our newsletter at theweeklyrundown.substack.com. This week's number, 379,000 jobs created last month. Business is roaring back in America, with companies hiring 379,000 people in February, as restaurants and hospitality hospitality begin to recover. We're at a 6.2% unemployment rate, and still 9.5 million jobs in the hole compared to pre-COVID. The recovery continues to be uneven and slow. The black unemployment rate actually increased last month. Unemployment applications also increased last week. And state and local governments continued laying off their workforces last month. What we're reading, Show Your Work, a 224-page NYT bestseller by Austin Kleen. This is a manual to solve the age-old starving artist problem. How do I get others to notice my work? Clean provides creatives with 10 principles for sharing their work and getting noticed in the digital age, without seeming too desperate, like share something small every day. Reader Mailbag Reader OJ took issue with our characterization of the fight between T-Mobile and Verizon in Issue 3's Story to Watch. To clarify, we weren't making any arguments about the average consumer experience. If you have great Verizon reception at home, T-Mobile offering better 5G speeds won't make you switch providers. However, we wouldn't be doing our jobs if this counts as a job since we're not getting paid. If we didn't point out that consumer reports found both T-Mobile and Verizon had average reception across the nation. I hope we all can agree that AT&T sucks though, right OJ? Email us your questions and feedback to be included in future issues at theweeklyrundown at substack.com. And in case you missed it, China hacked into India's electricity supply during its border skirmish this summer, causing Mumbai to lose power. Joe is in favor of revising the post-9-11 authorization of military force which has given presidents carte blanche to bomb Middle Eastern nations. Finally, a doctor zoomed into traffic court while in surgery. That's the Weekly Rundown, produced by Ahmed, Yunus, and Faisal. Email us your feedback and questions at theweeklyrundown at substack.com. Be sure to subscribe also at theweeklyrundown.substack.com. Thanks for listening, and see you next week.